Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Teresa Tells All. I'm your host, Teresa, and today I have an episode that I'm really excited about. It's going to be embarrassing stories, and I feel like this is such a good topic because literally everybody has like a humiliating story that like keeps them up at night. So I asked some people to send in stories, um, and then I got like some off the internet, so I'm just going to be reacting to them. And reading how embarrassing they are on a scale of 1 to 10. So before we get into that, just some life updates. I've been sick all week. Basically, I um, got sick on Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. And I've just been sick all week until like Saturday. And so that was why the last episode was late. That's why this one probably will be late. Because I didn't feel well enough to record all of last week. All of last week. So I'm recording this one the day before it's supposed to go up. But it might be a little late if I have to edit it and stuff. And today I went thrifting and I got so much cute stuff, you guys. Um, I've been wanting to play tennis. So I went in with just like the mindset of I want to find a skirt to play tennis in. Like, you know, like one of those athletic skirts that like have built-in shorts underneath, and I actually found one in my size. I'm so excited about it. So I got that. I got this button-down from Vineyard Vines. It was like $8, um, and it was brand new. I got pajama pants with sheep on them. I had to get them. They were so cute. And I also got a tan blazer, which I think will be really cute, like layered over sundresses and stuff for, like, during the winter. Because I always, like want to wear dresses but then I'll be cold but I think this will be like good to have like a stylish thing to like put over it if I get cold and I think it will go with everything too so I'm really excited about that so I haven't tried any of that stuff on but I'm pretty sure it'll all fit except for like the tennis skirt might not fit but we'll have to see about that also what I've been trying to do is use like the three words I came up with about my personal style whenever I'm buying new clothes So it's just this idea that you find three words that describe your style and then everything you add to your collection has to like match those three words to like go with your style. I don't go to, I think I talked about this in a previous podcast episode. I don't really want to explain it again, but basically my three words are, what are they? Um layered form fitting slash fitted and preppy and so all the stuff I was looking at the thrift store I asked myself if like they went with those three words so I would actually like them or if they were just like a random piece of clothing clothing that I liked and actually really helped so if you're going thrifting I recommend you do that other than that I went to a Red Sox game Red Sox versus Yankees on Saturday and that was really really fun and so ever since then I've been, like, actually interested in watching baseball, so I've been watching the other Red Sox games. Also, I wanted to give a little update on my sewing era, for lack of a better word. Um, I finally figured out how to sew, you guys. Like, I finally just get it, you know? Because before, I was looking at these instructions, and it was so annoying reading the same thing over and over again. And I was so confused how this one, like, specific pocket was supposed to be sewed on. But something just clicked today, and I realized that I was just, like, looking at the picture wrong. So, 
basically, I've made a lot of progress sewing my purse, which I talked about. I've been talking about for a few episodes, but it's turning out really cute. It's like bigger than I thought, so it's like kind of like a slouchy tote bag, but like more structured, if that makes any sense. And it's this really pretty green color with the contrasted um, pocket with leaves on it. So it's my favorite shade of green. Should be really cute. I'm really excited about it. I think this is going to be my last sewing project for a while, though, because this has literally taken a month. And then after I go back to college, I'm not going to have my sewing machine because there's no way I could really use it at college. You kind of need a lot of access to a lot of stuff when you're sewing something. You need an ironing board, an iron to like press the seams with iron. You need obviously your sewing machine, which takes up a good amount of space. You need like a large desk to pin your fabric down, cut your fabric. Cutting the fabric was half the battle. Literally sewing it together is the easiest thing in the world, but cutting it was a nightmare. And I didn't really know how to like read a pattern and stuff like that. So now I know how to do all that stuff. But yeah, I'm probably just gonna be like working on stuff when I come home, like during the school breaks. I don't know what my next project is gonna be. This is getting a little ahead of myself, but I kind of want to make maybe a skirt or a jacket or something. Something easy. I feel like I'm still a novice. I don't want to challenge myself too much yet. But yeah, I'm glad I finally like kind of figured out how to read the pattern. And next time I'm going to probably just go off a YouTube video or something because I feel like I'm way more of a visual learner than a um, reading directions learner. I don't know what that would be called. Com comprehensive learner? Who knows? Also, I um, went to Nantucket. If you don't know what Nantucket is, it's um, an island off of the coast of Massachusetts. So there's Cape Cod in Massachusetts, and that's like where all the beaches are. And then off the coast of Cape Cod, there's Nantucket and Martha's Vineyard. And those are like the two islands. So you have to take a ferry to the islands and then spend the day there, go back. We spent like eight hours actually traveling to Nantucket and spent like three hours there. But it turned out after like all the traveling, you're so tired that you only want to be there for like three hours anyways. We drove two hours to the ferry and then had to park and everything. Got on the ferry. That was another two hours. So that was four hours and then four hours back. But it was actually really good um little daily outing um so if you live in Massachusetts definitely like go to Nantucket or Martha's Vineyard or even just like anywhere in New England I think that they have ferries from New York or New Jersey to go to Nantucket so definitely try that it's very coastal vibes coastal grandmother era you know also I'm going to Europe in a couple weeks um, which I'm really excited about. We're going to Paris, Zurich. We have, like, a layover for a few hours in London. So we can, like, get out and, like, explore the city for a little bit. And I've been trying to think about, like, what kind of outfits I want to wear while I'm, while I'm there. And I'm trying to, like, not plan it too much because I know, like, if I literally have, like, seven outfits for a seven-day trip, I'm just going to end up wearing, like, three. And then it's, like, I packed all this these, like, cute clothing for nothing so I'm trying to think about like what I actually want to wear but I definitely want at least like 
a few cute outfits and not just to look like a bum. So when I was thrifting, I was also thinking of that. With this one skirt I want to wear, probably the blazer I got today, like button downs. Uh, yeah, some Pinterest vision boards are in my future. And that's pretty much it for the life updates. So I'm just going to get into the stories because I'm really excited about them. Okay, so first I'm going to start off with my own embarrassing story, which is just like repressed trauma, basically, because I have to think, think really hard about embarrassing stories because if I do something embarrassing, which is really often... I'll just, like, try my hardest just, like, gaslight myself into pretending it never happened or just, like, never thinking about it again just so I don't have to dwell on it. Because what I used to do is, like, just have these stories keep me awake at night. But now I just, like, either convince myself it wasn't embarrassing or I just, like, try my best to forget about it. So here is my most embarrassing story, which I actually remember it after not too much thought. This only happened, like, last year, which makes it, like, even worse because I was 18. So I was at my f- at the pool with my friends, right? And we were all swimming around, and then someone suggested playing Marco Polo. And there were other people, obviously, like, at the pool, except for me and my friends. So um, it wasn't, like, just going to be us while we were playing. But, of course, I got chosen to be Marco because who else? And... Um, we're just saying like Marco Polo, Marco Polo, because that's how the game goes. And all my friends decide to swim away from me right after I say Marco and they say Polo. So I heard the Polo be really close to me. So I thought that like they were right in front of me. I reached my hand out and I slapped someone because I thought it was my friend. I was just like really excited. It was like, got you, slap. And I opened my eyes and it's a nine-year-old girl who I just slapped in the butt. So amazing. I look around, my friends are on the opposite end of the pool, and I was like, what have I done? I can never come back here again. But I have come back to that pool many times since then. Okay, this next one is very traumatic because it's from seventh grade, aka the worst year of my life. Basically, I had no friends at school. Let me just preface this by saying. So like when this happened, it was like the end of the world for me. And I just remember like having this sick feeling in my stomach for the rest of the day, like when I went home. Okay, let me explain. So it was last period, I had science class. I was sitting there in the class and I raised my hand to go to the bathroom, so I leave the class. As I'm going out of the bathroom, this this girl raises her hand and for some reason in my mind, I thought she was going in for a high five. So I slap her hand, feel like it was quite hard. (laughs) I go to the bathroom and then I'm sitting there, like, washing my hands or something, and I'm like, oh my gosh, she was raising her hand to answer a question, and the entire class just saw me do that, and so right then and there, I just want to die, then the bell rings, we're dismissed for the day, and so everybody's going to their lockers, and I just remember, I felt like everybody was talking about it, and, um, like, the girl who I did it to, she, she like, jokingly, like, gave her friend a high five, and I, like, knew she was talking about it and, like, making fun of me, and I was like, oh my gosh. Actually, get, reliving that gave me some um, repressed trauma. So, I rate the swimming pool accident, like, a 9 out of 10 for me personally, because I literally slapped a little girl's butt on accident, and her entire family was there and saw it. 
and the high five accident, I have to give that like a 7 out of 10 because it's not really like that embarrassing to do that, but just the fact that like everybody made fun of me. It was like public humiliation basically. Both of those incidents were public humiliation. But let's just get on into your guys' story to make me feel better. This person says, I really liked this girl and one day I invited her over and we were watching Avatar. W choice, by the way. While we were watching, all I could think about was how, telling her how I felt since I had felt like this for month, months. At one point, she ended up telling me to pause it because she had something to tell me. In the back of my mind, I knew that she wanted to tell me she had feelings for me too since I assumed the feeling was mutual, but was never too sure. Eventually, she told me she liked me, and I told her I liked her, too. Once I told her I liked her, though, instead of kissing her, I just said, So, are we gonna keep watching? Or... Needless to say, she looked at me as if I was crazy and said, Aren't you gonna kiss me? I I was scared to make the move even then because I had never kissed a girl before. I said, Can you kiss me since I'm already laying down? Not my finest hour, but overall, it's a funny story looking back on it. Okay, I give that a 5 out of 10. Because, obviously, like, you weren't, like, you were just, like, nervous, and if the girl liked you, then she would forgive your embarrassing moment, so, at least I wasn't in public, like, I feel like embarrassing moments are always worse when, like, it's just public humiliation, so I give that one a 5 out of 10. Still pretty embarrassing, but now it's just, like, a funny story. Next one says, I was in 7th grade listening in on the 8th graders at my school doing a debate on religion. The thing is, when I was at that age, I thought that Muhammad, the religious figure, and Muhammad Ali, the wrestler, were the same person. Therefore, when it came time to ask the questions, I tried to sound smart and said, Is Muhammad short for Muhammad Ali? Dead silence in the room. <laughs> One of the 8th graders said, Are you trying to be funny? And I got asked to leave the room in front of everyone. I went to the bathroom and bawled my eyes out. Okay, I give that one a 7 out of 10. <laughs> I'm just laughing like... When you're a kid, that's, like, something, like, you just, like, assume when you're a kid, and then, like, nobody, you either never say it out loud or, like, no one ever corrects you, and so then you just, like, one day say it in front of, like, the wrong crowd, and they just, like, crucify you. That's embarrassing. Okay, 7 out of 10. The next one says, it was the first day of in-person school, and I was a sophomore. Like, in in person after COVID, I assume. Earlier that week, my chemistry teacher assigned us a presentation to do before we met later that week. On presentation day, I presented from my laptop to the other kids who were in person, but I also had to screen share for everyone on Zoom. I must have accidentally clicked the photo booth up (laughs) before I started my presentation because I realized halfway through that all of my embarrassing selfies are on display for the whole class. It's not like it was just embarrassing selfies with my friends or anything, because that would have been fine. But I'm talking selfies where I'm checking how white my teeth are, my acne, and me making stupid faces. Everyone who's physically in class with me just pretend like they didn't see, but I saw a couple of girls who I'm not friends with laughing on the Zoom call. Amazing first day back. Thumbs up emoji. Okay, why did they not tell you that it was up on the screen, like, the people who were in person, like, they saw the screen share, and they just, like, didn't bother to tell you, like, your teacher, he just let you go through that, that is atrocious, and I'm gonna give that one a 9 out of 10, because embarrassing moments at school are the worst ones ever, because you have to see those people every day, at least for the rest of the year, maybe for, like, the rest of high school, you're, you're gonna know those people for a long time, the only option is to transfer schools at that point, all right, I feel bad for you, my heart goes out to you, Alright, next one. 
My flight got canceled, so I ended up having to come back a day later than I had originally intended. This meant I had to pay for an extra day of parking in the airport. I was in the hourly lot, so it was $36 for a day, and then another $36 for any time over a day. I was going to have to pay $72 for two days, but then I saw a sign that said, lost ticket fee, $36. So I figured I would just lie to the lady at the toll booth and say I lost my ticket and would pay the $36 fee. Oh, that's smart. But then she looks up at my license plate and figured it out when I got to the garage. <laughs> she realized I was trying to cheat the system and she got really mad. I charged the seventy. I got charged $72 I would have had to pay if I had the ticket and then another $36 because that's added on to what you already owe. So I just got yelled at by the stool booth lady and had to pay $108 for parking. Alright, that's 6 out of 10. Being caught in the lie is the worst thing ever. Which is why I try, like not to lie about things because there's a certain point where like it just gets too big like the lie like once you tell a lie it just keeps on snowballing until you like have to lie about like 10 other things and then at that point it's just like if you get found out it's just like your whole life is ruined so that's pretty bad six out of ten I showed her my minecraft world it seemed like a good idea at the time how naive I was all right how old were you? Were you like 16, say, because I know someone who was 17 and asked me to prom on Minecraft. And for some reason, I did not see anything weird about this. And I said, yes, looking back, how naive I was too. Um, so four out of 10. That isn't that embarrassing. That's kind of funny. I was eight, just learning how to kick a soccer ball correctly. Thinking I'm hot shiz, I brought my ball outside and started talking to the neighbor girl about how I could kick it so high and far with no problem. She believed me and wanted to see it for herself, so I tell her I can easily kick it over her house. Only one story with an inclined driveway, so I decided to line my kick up on the street. I get in the zone and just kick the ever-loving heck out of this ball right through her front window. Not even close. I booked. That is pretty terrible. I give that an 8 out of 10. Because her whole family is going to find out about that once her window is broken. Alright, next one. First day of kindergarten class. Love at first sight kind of thing. Her name is Jessica. I thought I would impress her by professing my love for her in front of everyone in the class. What I was going to say was, hey, does anyone th- <laughs> hey, does anyone in this class think Jessica is ugly? Because I think she's gorgeous. <laughs> Unfortunately, all I got to say was, Hey, does anyone in this class think Jessica is ugly? Before I was immediately interrupted by the teacher. Teacher thought I was trying to be mean to Jessica by calling her ugly. I was sent to the principal's office and needless to say, Jessica never spoke to me. Oh my gosh, that's so bad. That's an 8 out of 10, but it's fine because you were in kindergarten. Next one. On a field trip in 6th grade, I had a huge crush on this girl, and I'm pretty sure she liked me too. Up until I embarrassed the hell out of myself. The park we went on this field trip had some swings, so we were next to each other with some of our other friends swinging. We did that thing on the swing sets where you twist around while in it, and then you get to spin really fast. I don't know if anyone ever did that. So, in my 6th grade mind, I thought a good way to impress this girl was to spin the fastest. So, I got my friends to twist the swing to its maximum. So much that the chain started to kink up. When they released, I started spinning too fast and ended up sliding out of my seat. 
As I slid out, my shorts and ankles ended up getting caught in the swing. So there I was, swinging really fast upside down by my ankles with my tidy whiteies for all to see. I'm pretty sure my man part made an appearance as well. <laughs> my crush and everyone else laughed at me the whole time I was stuck spinning around and around. And then after the swing finally came to a stop, I fell out onto the ground, pulled my pants up and ran away in a zigzag fashion, being dizzy and all. Never talked to her again. Alright, that's atrocious because it was in, in front of your crush. Embarrassing moments, like the worst ones, are public humiliation in front of your crush or, yeah, or being at school, which kind of goes with public humiliation. But the ones that you're in front of your crush, those are, like, actually atrocious. So, 7 out of 10. In my high school, it was a thing to ask your date to prom slash homecoming slash other dances in creative ways. My girlfriend at the time was a band person. So in the middle of her band class, I burst in and wrapped an invitation to prom. The best I could come up with was to rhyme prom with Vietnam. There were videos taken. I hate my life. I was an 18-year-old gangly Indian boy. Alright, that's pretty bad. And you seriously couldn't come up with anything else to rhyme prom with than Vietnam. Prom, bomb. It would be the bomb if you went with me to prom. Okay, I can't think of anything else, so valid. Vietnam was pretty creative. I would give that one 6 out of 10, because video evidence, it's, that's going to be on the internet forever, I'm so sorry. Alright, next one. This isn't hugely embarrassing, but it's one of those stupid things that my brain won't let me forget. I was at a club dancing drunkenly and noticed two girls nearby looking my way. Instead of just continuing to dance or going over to them, I, for some reason, decided to try some little spiffy dance move that sort of involved raising my hands and doing something with my feet. That felt as stupid as it truly looked. The girls laughed at me and moved away. I still to this day don't know what looker style I was trying to pull off or why. Alright, 5 out of 10 for that one. That is pretty... That's just, yeah, that's like one of the things that just keep you up at night. That's why I like to just try and just like repress these things until I just could like fool myself into thinking like maybe that just didn't even happen. Maybe that's just like so long ago that I just never high-fived that girl in my seventh grade class when she was raising her hand to ask a question. That's the only way. Okay, I'm going to end with the best one, guys. It's one. It was the summer of 2009, and I was at Boy Scout camp in California. It was my first sleepaway camp, and I had only just joined, so I hardly knew anybody. The only person I knew was my bunkmate, but he couldn't keep his mouth shut when I was trying to sleep at night. So needless to say, I wasn't looking for more social time with him. <coughs> okay, I'm going to try and stop laughing. When you're at a camp where swimming is involved, you need to train for and complete a swim test. You do the swim tests and training sessions with a single group, so I figured at least one of those kids would want to hang out with me after such a bonding experience. I figured it was fertile ground for a friendship akin to one found in Tom Sawyer or something. We'd crush the swim test together and then go off on our own adventures together. A real summer experience a kid could only dream of. So my first day at the dock, where the swim test was proctored, I met a kid named Ryan or something. Ryan was kind of shy, but he seemed like a cool dude, so he and I got to talking. But being a homeschool and middle schooler, I quickly found out my social skills lacking and began second-guessing my every, every interaction. I really didn't want to blow this thing because it was either hang with R quiet Ryan or listen to my bunkmate talk about whatever stupid dream he had last night. I got into my head that the best way to appear confident to Ryan was to overcompensate with arrogance. 
On our second and third training session, the scoutmaster had us practice whichever swim stroke was the hardest for us. After we finished the session, I turn to Ryan and say, for absolutely no reason, with <laughs> an unnecessary amount of incredulity, un- incredulity. I can't believe anyone would practice the backstroke. It was the easiest one by far. <laughs> as soon as I saw Ryan kind of look away, I knew I skewed the pooch. But just as in chess, it proved that the first blunder was not the fatal blow. It was the second. <laughs> Instead of retracting my statement, I blurted out, wait, wait, you did the backstroke? It was at this point that another kid turned to me and said, dude, shut up, stop bullying him. A few other kids voiced their agreement. Putting aside the fact that the kid thought a 4'10", 95-pound, 11-year-old could even be capable of bullying, I realized that my social capital was falling more precipitously than a stone in the 65-degree water that we were pedaling. I sputtered like a beach fish, searching for my idiot brain for some kind of defense, and came up with, I I was just saying that because I was practicing the backstroke. It was, of course, a complete lie. I've been practicing the butterfly stroke, which, if I recall, wasn't even going to be on the test. But somehow, but what I can only characterize as divine provenance, it actually worked. The kid simply went, oh... And that was the end of that. I had this successfully saved face, fending off the accusation of the jerk who makes one of people's swimming strokes. But the damage had still been done. Needless to say, Ryan and I never spoke again. Okay, I'm going to give that a 9 out of 10 just for the storytelling. That was really funny. And alright guys, that's it for the stories. I ended up with that one because that was my favorite. But thank you so much for submitting your stories to this story episode for me and in the future I'll probably put up a link on my Instagram stories so you can just swipe up on that it'll probably either go to either my website teresatellsallpodcast.com or um, a google form so you can submit your stories if I ever do an episode like this again which I probably will once I have like some more momentum going but I need to figure out the logistics of all that or you can email me at TeresaTellsAllPodcast at gmail.com for any submissions. So make sure to go follow my podcast Instagram so you know if I'm ever doing a story episode like this again. This was really fun to do. And then um, leave a rating and review of the podcast on Spotify or um, Apple Podcasts. It's really easy on Spotify. You just tap the five stars. Five stars for me. And um, that's all I have for today. So until next time, bye. See you next Tuesday.